We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for September 25th, 2011. This is part two. We're going to continue our expose regarding a lot of the, the various big brother privacy issues that are being implemented or on the horizon. The next story is entitled, Do You Want Some Torture With Your Peanuts? I think it's very appropriate. It starts out by saying, just when you thought you've heard it all, a senior government official with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security has expressed great interest in a so-called safety bracelet that would serve as a stun device, similar to a police taser. According to this promotional video found at Lampard Less Lethal, oh, isn't that a nice politically correct name, Lampard Less Lethal Inc. website, the bracelet would be worn by all airline passengers. Now I'm just going to play this wonderful little clip for you from this uh, company. Here it's rolling. The last line of defense, air travel security method system. Both the traveling public and the airport security community were shocked by the ease of which the 9-11 terrorist hijackers were able to pass through the numerous high-tech security checkpoints. In so they start off with total lies and garbage and fear-mongering. Yes, these guys with box cutters did all this alone, pulled it all off alone, guided this both these planes with missile-guided precision into these things, and, and, and they, they bypassed all the normal security measures, which is total garbage. It was a totally an inside job. It's been proven so many different ways. Kian, loose change, 9-11, final cut. Just one of the many, many videos proving that this was a total lie from the pit of hell given to us by our government. And yet, you know, this is the very thing they want to harp on to try to get you motivated as a good little slave in order to do and say whatever we do because we're the ones that have to protect you from all this evil that we created. Sorry. That's basically what they're saying here. Airports in both Boston and Washington in order to carry out their horrific plans. Since 9-11... The pressure from government agencies and the public to seriously upgrade security at all airport checkpoints in both Canada and the United States has been intense. Airports have responded by spending billions of dollars to beef up pre-boarding security measures. One of the new yeah security- again, thank God for the TSA, that you know group, that that army of pedophiles that goes in there and irradiates your body and takes pornographic uh, pictures of you and your family that are stored in databases, even though they say they're not. and uh, Or you can do, uh, again, you can uh, opt in for the uh, sexual molestation pat-down of both you and your family. I mean, you know, hey, where do I sign up? I mean, it, it's all good, right? Well, that's, that's, the, uh, that's their wonderful remedy there. But see, this is the remedy. They're, what I believe they're doing is they're making things so unbearable with the TSA that and they're doing this all by design that they're going to they're going to issue at some point some other option that you won't have to deal with TSA anymore. It'll take all that away. This would be probably one of the greatest ways to accomplish that. See, they make it so unbearable that they and then they give you their solution, which is what they've been doing. There's even a uh, a petition up on the White House website. I just sent this out about Basically doing away with the TSA. And they're going to see how many, you know, what kind of response they get. But you have to understand, whatever they're going to propose to implement beyond that, whether it's this or something else, is going to be even more draconian. 
But it'll have a nicer veneer on it, most likely. Security technologies being introduced at airports is a face recognition system called biometrics. Cameras capture images of people that are then compared to digital photos of known and suspected terrorists stored in a computer database. However, aviation experts are quick to point out that biometric systems that analyze physical characteristics like face, iris, or fingerprints take too much time and would increase the number of flight delays and cancellations. Also, biometric systems only work if the person is already a known terrorist with information and a photo on file. The Transportation Security Administration has also invested heavily in explosive detection machines. Over 1,100 of these devices have been set up in 400 airports across the U.S. at a cost of $350,000 each. Again, experts are quick to point out that even the most advanced bomb detection device would not have stopped the terrorists on September the 11th. They essentially used the aircraft as bombs. The painful re- With Dick Cheney at the, at the helm in the White House telling NORAD to stand down. And that's well documented. I mean, they could have shot those planes out of the air well before they ever got there. No, 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 NORAD, stand down. We want to make sure that there's nothing going to hinder those planes flying into the, the buildings. Yeah, yeah, it's just such a lie. Uh, the, the, just so many things about 9-11, all of the various aspects of it. It's such a total lie. Yet they use it, they've used it mightily. In their propaganda ploy, just to totally strip us of our rights, Patriot Act and uh, Project BioShield, and in so many other draconian things they've implemented, and it's they created it. And again, problem, reaction, solution, Hegelian dialectic. Reality is that regardless of how sophisticated the technology is, the technology is only as good as the people using it. Employees working at minimum wage seldom have the police training and certification necessary to be 100% effective. Once terrorists are on board an aircraft, the pilot and the crew are left to face the militants alone. They are the last line of defense. This is not reassuring. Terrorists are well-trained, religiously motivated, and already committed to suicide in order to complete their mission. Some flights may have an armed air marshal on board to deter hijackers. The image of an air marshal opening fire in the close confines of an aircraft is not a good one. The chances of inadvertently puncturing an airline wall or hitting an innocent passenger are extremely high. So, Just again, notice, this propaganda, devil piece from the pit of hell, is totally... The motivation for doing what they're going to ultimately say, which is so unbelievably horrific, is fear. Just fear, fear, and more fear. Not fear of God, but the fear of man. And the fear of man, the Bible says, bringeth a snare. You talk about a snare, this this solution that they're going to give you. It's just so mind-boggling, this concept. But, you know, they've they're going to do it. Or, well, at least I believe at some point they're going to try to implement this. Reinforced cockpit doors should be installed on all planes by sometime in 2003. But they will still be vulnerable to any determined terrorist with plastic explosives. Is there a solution to deterring hijackers once they are on the aircraft? Yes, there is a very viable, workable answer. It starts here, when passengers are issued their tickets. At that time, 
They can also be fitted with a special electronic ID bracelet that they will wear until they disembark the flight at their destination. These electronic coated bracelets will make traveling much more convenient for the public. It will replace the need to carry a ticket by containing all pertinent passenger information. In addition, the bracelet could permit tracking of the passenger through the terminal, including carry-on luggage. Oh, good. They're going to be able to track us, too. Like dogs, you know? We can be fitted. I want my fitting for my nice bracelet from the pit of hell. I, I want that. I want to be a good little Nazi. I want to cow down to Satan. I want to be fitted. I, I really, what I think they should do is, I, I want to be fitted for a dog collar. I want a shock collar dog collar with, like, black, you know, leather studded. I, I, I want to I know everyone to know that I am a slave. See, the thing about the bracelet that I don't like is that if you're wearing a long coat, you can kind of cover it with your arms and you can't see it. But a dog collar with a shock collar built in, everybody's going to know. Unless I'm wearing a turtleneck, of course. But, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, let's go all the way with this. Let's not just do this halfway. You know, I want, I want people to know the stand I'm taking for Satan. Checked luggage can be coated to match the bracelet to ensure no tampering or diversions. By further equipping each bracelet with EMD technology, the bracelets will allow crew members using radio frequency transmitters to quickly and effectively subdue hijackers. The electromuscular disruption signal overrides the attacker's central nervous system and will render even the most elite and aggressive terrorist completely immobile for several minutes. I'm, and I'm sure if a terrorist got on a plane wearing one of these... He'd have no remedy. I'm, I'm sure he'd have no plan at all to get one of these off his wrist prior to him committing all these atrocities, knowing that this would render him helpless. I'm sure he'd still try to continue. He would find some way to get one of these things off the wrist. I cannot imagine they're like, you know, uh, steel reinforced. I mean, it's this little bracelet. You know, there is a way that you could get this thing off your wrist, which really would embolden the terrorists as far as I'm concerned, even though... It's been proven that TSA has not prevented one terroristic uh, event since they've been formed. They haven't prevented anything. You know, they haven't found or prevented one thing. They want to, and I believe there's been a lot of false flag things that have went on that they've actually been a part of, just like 9/11, the something that things that the government created. But um, yeah, this is this is the scenario that they want to impose. This will allow the crew to subdue and handcuff that individual. EMD technology is designed to incapacitate a target from a safe distance without causing permanent injury, which means these criminals will survive and go to trial. The bracelet would only be armed by someone on board upon confirmation that a takeover situation exists. To a businessman on his way home to be reunited with his family, or to a young family going south for a winter holiday, wearing an EMD safety bracelet for a few hours during a flight is a small inconvenience to ensure their safe arrival. We feel if given the choice between taking a flight employing the added security of the EMD safety bracelet system and taking a flight without the additional security. Many, if not most, passengers would happily opt for the extra security of the EMD safety bracelet. Don't you love how they make up your mind for you? Who in their right mind wouldn't do this? If you care about the safety of you and your loved ones, 
who in their right mind wouldn't line up for that newest vaccination, that newest DNA-tainted vaccination? You know? I mean, would you want other people to become exposed to the very thing you're getting vaccinated for, even though it'll probably cause that very thing? It's that same mindset they're trying to... This, this mindset of guilt. And it's people that are just fluoride heads, essentially. I'm telling you, America's been brain damaged. I can see it all around me. Uh, I see a lot of... They're not able to communicate anymore. They're not able to write... They, they're, 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 their sentences are like incoherent. Fluoride has damaged the brains of tons and tons and tons of people. Fluoride was first used in the Nazi concentration camps to create a docile, dumbed down, it destroys your IQ. And this is what's happening. And, and people that are in that subservient mindset, and they've been, it also burns out your lower brain lobes, which is what controls your will to resist. It would, it would control your will to resist evil or tyranny. So, something that would have been unconscionable 30 years ago, now people are like, yeah, wow. You know, I'll go along. Yeah, true, true. They just go along with things. We've been brain damaged, collectively. Uh, I'm not saying everyone, but people that have drank fluoridated water for years, they've been slowly medicated and poisoned. They have been. And, um, you know, I'm sorry, but I, I believe that does contribute. There's a lot of different things they're doing to the food supply, the air, the water, to create this system and this society of people that will just go along with whatever is set in front of them. But. Okay, so it ends by saying EMD bracelet, the last line of defense. This is the uh, brave new world that we're, we're entering into. So, this bracelet would take the place of an airline boarding pass, contain personal information about the traveler, be able to monitor the whereabouts of each passenger and her luggage against, like, kind of like, you know, the future mark of the beast. Uh, well, they'll be able to track you wherever you go. And shot the wearer on command, completely immobilizing him or her for several minutes. Boy, I hope that they don't have any snafus or glitches with the um, with the monitoring devices. I mean, with with the control center that would actually implement the shocks. I mean, it'd be terrible if if like that got tapped into or hacked into and activated, and like virtually all the people on all the planes, like you know, going to. Uh, uh, stun gun convulsions all at once in unison. That'd be that'd be fun. I mean, wouldn't it? I mean, uh, hey, what's you know? It's a party. You know, everybody's you know, shake, rattling, rolling around the plane. They've all been. They're all in full stun mode. I guarantee you that would happen. People would figure out a way to hack into these things, and that would that would you know that'd be probably commonplace. I mean, you would never know when it was coming. It's a fun way to live your life, or a fun way to take a plane flight. The electronic ID bracelet, as it's referred to, would be worn by every traveler until they disembark the flight after their destination. Yes, you read that correctly. Every airline passenger would be tracked by the government-funded GPS, containing personal, private, and confidential information, and would shock the customer worse than an electronic dog collar if the passenger got out of line. And again, I really want... I'm, 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 
I'm pushing for the dog collars. I want the dog collar. I don't want this bracelet. I want everybody to know where I stand. Clearly, the electronic ID bracelet is a euphemism for the EMD safety bracelet. The EMD stands for electromuscular disruption. Again, according to the promotional videos, the bracelet can be completely immobilized the wearer for several minutes. So, is the government really interested in this bracelet? Apparently so. According to this letter from Department of Homeland Security, and I give you the, a link to the letter, Paul S. Ruwalt of the Science Technology Directorate, Office of uh, Research and Development, which was written to the inventor whom he had previously met with, he wrote, quote, To make it clear, we, the federal government, are interested in the immobilizing security bracelet and look forward to receiving a written proposal, end of quote. The letterhead, in case you were wondering, is from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security office at the William J. Hughes Technical Center. Again, there's all links to these things if you don't believe it. At the Atlantic City International Airport or the Federal Aviation Administration Headquarters. In another part of the letter, Mr. Ruwalt confirmed, quote, In addition, it is conceivable to envision a use to improve air security on passenger planes. Would every parent airline passenger flying on a commercial airplane be mandated to wear one of these devices? I cringe at the thought. Not only could it be used as a physical restraining device, but also as a method of interrogation. According to the same aforementioned letter from Mr. Ruwalt. So yeah, it's got multiple uses now. Oh, you got one of those on there? They might even take you off before you get on the plane. You know, Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. You're We've been monitoring you, and there's been a lot of suspicious activities going on. We heard that you're part of a fundamental Bible-believing fellowship that meets outside of 501c3 corporate church setting. We hear that you're not uh, fully uh, updated on all your vaccinations. We hear that you might have some subversive thought patterns toward President Obama and toward the federal government, uh, that you value states' rights and, um, you know... You know, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, whatever. You know. And we want to know who's in your group with you. Because we're not sure about, you know, all the people that meet with you. And if you don't so decide to share with us these facts, we have a method, and it's on your wrist right now. We're going we're gonna to have to uh, subject you to some interrogation methods that you might not like. Uh, let me demonstrate this bracelet for you right now so you can get a little taste of what we can offer you. And then they shock you for whatever. I'm serious. This is where this world is moving. You cannot expect to give Satan an inch and him not to take a mile. So, would, would it uh, you let... Uh, would you let them put one of these on your wrist? Would you allow the airline employees, which would be mandated by the government, to place such a bracelet on any member of your family? Yeah, I mean, it's on your on your children, too. We don't, we don't want to use it on them, Mr. So-and-so, but we might have to unless you tell us what we want to know. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I wouldn't put anything past these people at, at this point. I really wouldn't. It's going to get, I'm not saying it's that bad yet, but it will get that bad. I mean, out and open. Behind closed doors, sure. Worse things than this going every day that we don't, we're not even aware of. Why are the tax dollars being spent on something like this? Is this the police state or is this America? Well, it's both. Update. Lampard Less Lethal Inc., the company that makes these, 
the Canadian company that makes these, has responded to the controversy as follows. So, we're going to get a little reassurance from Lampard less lethal. See, it's less, it is less lethal than a bullet in your head. True, I will agree with you there. Um, he says, this company, the guy, the, uh, I would imagine the president, the bracelets remain inactive until a hijacking situation has been identified. At such time, a designated crew member will activate the bracelets, making them capable of delivering the punitive measures. But only those that need to be restrained. We believe that all passengers will welcome deliverance from a hijacking. Of course, the little subservient slaves that you know they view us as will welcome this. Uh, as will the families, carriers, and insurance providers. And listen to this. I love this. I love how they motivate out of pure fear-mongering. This is the best statement of them all. The F-16 on the wingtip is not there to reassure the passengers during a hijacking, but rather to shoot it down. <laughs> you know what they're referenced to? If there's a hijacking event, they, they scramble F-16s, which is what should have been done at 9-11. No, no, they were told to stand down, though, by Nora, by Dick Cheney, one of the most evil men that's ever walked the planet. They were told to stand down. It's a proven fact. Well, <laughs> the F-16s that are going to be scrambled during your hijacking event are not there to reassure you, but to shoot you down. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you what. This is just so... Big Brother, like on steroids. Besides activation using the grid screen, the steward or stewardess will have the laser activator that can activate any bracelet as needed by simply pointing the laser at the bracelet. That laser dot only need to be within 10 inches of the bracelet to activate it. My comment is, well, if you're on one of these flights, just pray the stewardess is, uh, uh, has good aim. You know what I mean? Because if she doesn't have good aim, she's going to be activating all the devices on the, on the plane there. Uh, then I, I went down and I just, the, where the story was written, I just saw some of the, these were the two, the two top comments for this. Uh, this is from WashingtonTimes.com. This is their aviation security blog part. The one comment says, yeah, this is a brilliant idea. We need to have all government officials wear them. If they try to raise taxes or pass laws that infringe on our civil, li- on our civil liberties, we just shock them repeatedly. Yeah, I mean, it should be implemented. They're, the, they're really the main criminals in America. Uh, I just read the story in the United Nations, and I mean, they made a good point where it was talking about, you know, all this unbelievable ultra-security of Manhattan in New York City and, and how it's just messed up everything as far as transportation and people getting here and there. And it's you've got this army of police and military, essentially, in order to guard this cadre of of war criminals and child molesters and rapists and and just all manner of scum that would occupy United Nations positions. All manner of Luciferic Satanists. You name it, there's nothing in the world that that would be left to the imagination if you saw what went on behind closed doors regarding these guys from the UN. And yet, they're the ones that are guarded and, and treated as though they're so wonderful and preferential. They won't be treated like that in hell. That's for sure. They may be in this life, but not in hell. The next comment was says, Oh yeah, the public has been demanding more searches of their personal property and bodies. We've been, quote, protesting for longer security lines at the airport. More abuse from the security. I take my chances with the, quote, terrorists. 
oh yeah, the real terrorists are working with and for our government, which is just a reaffirmation of what I just said, and the rest of them, and the rest of all this is a scam, just like 9-11 and the underwear bomber. Time to get back to road trips. Boycott the airlines for this. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't travel by plane anymore. I haven't, uh, man, I haven't for years. I mean, even before TSA was implemented. I, I was just, you know, I'm done. Now, I understand that ultimately, you know, they're going to have checkpoints and all kind of stuff going on if they get their way. Uh, but the airports are the single greatest place that they have tried to implement the most aggressive draconian measures via TSA. Um, and again, I've already, I've already mentioned those things. They've got you right where they want you. In order for you to get on that plane, you have got to play by their sick rules in order for you to get on that plane. And you're paying money for this. You're paying money to be personally violated on so many different levels. It's, it's un, unimaginable. Next article. Additional info on the U.S. government automobile surveillance. Uh, I believe this was on Steve Quayle's site. And then I got another confirmation from this from a listener. Uh, I live in Texas. I was at a family gathering at which one of the extended family present was a... He called him a Texas stranger because he wanted to be real covert in the way that he was saying this. He didn't want the email to get flagged. Anyway, one of the extended family present was a Texas ranger. We were all sitting outside enjoying the cool of the evening and having drinks and we're talking. The subject got around about the uptick in, quote, no refusal checkpoints in the state at which they draw blood, whether the person is willing or not. I believe uh, that's Florida. Uh, where they draw blood, whether the person is willing or not, from suspected driving people who are driving while intoxicated, or people who refuse to blow into a breathalyzer. So they've got that now. You know, No refusal, blood draws, if you will not uh, blow into a breathalyzer. Family members were voicing their ignorance of their rights while spewing their position on the matter. I could not let an opportunity to, quote, educate such a large group on the correct and constitutional way to frame this issue and what is wrong with it. Some of the family members were getting upset by what I said as my position of illegal detention for those who have done nothing wrong except driving through the wrong street at the wrong time and about the Fifth Amendment and the right to not self-incriminate. To dissuade detention, my Texas Ranger relative tried to change the subject. He said he had to admit that some rights were being stepped on, but that, quote, some good was coming out of it. And then he blurted out, quote, that he was actively using something in the course of his duties now and liking it, even though he felt in his gut it was not right. He then asked if any of us had heard about the new cruisers being outfitted with cameras that can read 5,000 car license plates per hour. Per hour. Only a couple of hands went up. I was one. He then explained what it is for those who have not heard of it. After this, he said the new tool was proving to make his job much easier. Cruisers and, I guess, unscrupulous government contractors drive anywhere and everywhere, logging two things about each plate. First, the plate, meaning the driver's license plate. First, the plate and who owns it. And second, the GPS location of the plate pictured on the day and of of that time. According to him, uh... All of this goes into a database and is stored for mining, data mining later as needed, as well as constantly, it's constantly being updated. 
Later, if a situation arises in which they are looking for John Q. Public, they access the database to see that at 8 a.m. a car with a certain tag, his tag, was at this place. 12 noon, it was at this place. And the tag spends its nights at this place. So he is able to ascertain a person's daily routine and where they will probably be at a particular location in time. He said it makes his job much easier. So again, even if you're doing nothing wrong, your personal routine is now part of a database. This only gets worse as I fear more cruisers and more unscrupulous contractors, I suppose, will be outfitted with this Orwellian apparatus, which means the database will get more and more all-encompassing and complete. Perhaps there is an opportunity here to sell some sort of license plate cover to mask your plate while the car is turned off. Yeah, there is. There is. And I give you the links here for it. And it's legal. And it's uh, really, there's a video at www.phantomplate.com. Phantomplate.com. And you can see a news report they did, I believe it was in Colorado, where they even had the government test it. The, the, the law enforcement officials tested it. And evidently, the spray did the best job. There's license plate covers. Um, but the spray did the best job, and I think it's by far the cheapest as well. So I give you a couple links here if you're interested in that. Not telling you what to do, I'm just saying. It's something you might want to consider. Uh, another, uh, a, uh, another article I received from a listener says, I wanted to confirm what other listeners have shared with you regarding vehicle surveillance. I am a court-appointed child advocate. I have to take continuing education courses to stay abreast of the laws, best best practices, and investigative procedures. Last week, I attended a continuing education class on what I thought would be an Internet Crimes Against Children. However, when I arrived, I realized the class had changed to technology-based investigations. It was mostly law enforcement and FBI within the class, beside a few CPS workers, Child Protective Services. And advocates. Imagine my surprise when the instructor, a detective detective deputized by the FBI, stated that it was standard practice for police cruisers and wrecking companies to have license plate scanners affixed to each vehicle. He confirmed that the scanners provided images of the vehicles, GPS locations, and uh, times of day. This was all put into a database to be used in conjunction with the FBI or the DHS uh, if needed. He even went so far to include a website for law enforcement to obtain access to the database. Uh, he listed it as a he listed it as nvls-lpr.com, which is a restricted access website to be used only by law enforcement. He did confirm that law enforcement has been able to track a person's location pattern to ultimately make arrests. The officer in the room just loved this. As for me, I was grieved at knowing more of our freedoms have been taken away as they track our every move. That was from one of my listeners. And along these lines, the next article is entitled Big Brother OnStar Begins Spying on Customers' GPS Locations for Profit. Uh, This is written by a guy named Jonathan Zidzarski, and uh, his credentials are at the end of this article. And he said, I canceled the OnStar subscription on my new GMC vehicle today after receiving an email from the company about their new terms and conditions. Now, if you have OnStar, you want to really pay attention to this. While most people, I imagine, would hit the delete button when receiving something as exciting as new terms and conditions, being the nerd sort, I decided to read it instead. 
I'm glad I did. OnStar's latest TNC, meaning terms and conditions, has some very unsettling updates to it, which include the ability to now collect your GPS location information and speed for any purpose at any time. That's good old OnStar. I knew that thing was satanic from the moment I saw it. They also have apparently granted themselves the ability to sell this personal information about you and the other information to third parties, including law enforcement. To add insult to a slap in the face, the company insists that they will continue collecting and selling this personal information even after you cancel your service. Unless you specifically shut down the data connection to the vehicle after canceling. I would imagine they would make that as hard as possible as well. Or even if they said it was. Anyway, this could mean that you buy a used car with OnStar or even a new one that has already been activated by the dealer. Your location and other information may get tracked by OnStar without your knowledge or even if you've never done business with OnStar. Now again, if you tie, what they're going to do is tie all this information that I'm talking about together. They can monitor you by your cell phone as well. Okay, I mean that GPS... uh, Enabled or not, they can still monitor where your cell phone is, quote, pinging off cell phone towers. So if you had a massive uh, database system, which they've already got, these systems have already been set up, where they plug in this information from OnStar, and then let's say now the police cruiser scanning you. All of this is going into their computer systems like real time. okay? And then they're monitoring, let's say, your phone where you're at there. And they can literally put together exactly where you're at 24-7 all the time. Monitoring, you know, internet activity, this, that, I mean, this is, this is Big Brother. This is 1984, George Orwell, all the way here, except even worse, really, than what was presented to George Orwell, or, or as far as the technology here is more advanced. So, let's go further here. The complete update can be found here. He gives a link. You can see it for yourself. The first section explains the information that's collected from the vehicle. No big deal. Sounds rather innocuous and boring. I imagine most people close the window by that time they get this far. Your contact information, billing information, etc. is collected. Toward the end, you'll read about how the GPS data is collected, including vehicle speed and seatbelt status. Hmm, seatbelt status. Wow. So they know if you've got your seatbelt on or not. They know what speed you're going. You know, you think that might have any bearing on, like, if you get into an accident and, oh, you weren't wearing your seat, oh, more, another ticket. You were, you were driving without it? Oh, well, you're going to get a ticket sent in the mail because you were, you were driving without your seatbelt on. Uh, you, you sped here in this stretch of road. We've got, here's another ticket. You, can you see where this is all going? Going further, uh, let's see here. Again, in an emergency, this is very useful and most customers want an emergency service is business to collect this information when necessary. Well, that's his opinion, but and the old 2010 terms and conditions are only allowed in the old 2010 terms and conditions only allowed OnStar to collect information for legitimate purposes, such as recovering a stolen vehicle. Or we needed to provide provide other OnStar services to collect to customers on demand. Now, that still doesn't mean they weren't collecting it. 
Now they're just getting more brazen and more out in the open. As you scroll down the list of information collected, you will see that once you get past important emergency services, which is what we pay OnStar for, OnStar now has given themselves the right to use this information for seemingly profitable pur- purposes. OnStar has granted themselves the right to collect this information. Quote, for any purpose, at any time, provided that the following collection of such location and speed information identifiable to your vehicle is only shared on an anonymized basis. End of quote. This provides carte blanche authority for OnStar to now track and collect information about your current GPS position and speed anytime, anywhere, instead of only in the rare limited circumstances uh, the old contract outline. Now, also, something so you should know, they can monitor what you're saying and what's going on in the car all the time. They can turn that speaker on and listen to you. They can do the same thing on your cell phone. They can do all that. It's well known. I know it makes you feel warm and fuzzy, but, you know, just try to suppress that feeling for a second. Anyway, anonymized GPS data, in other words, anonymous GPS data, and then he goes on to say, there is no such thing. I mean, think about it. anonymized GPS data. That, that's like an oxymoron. It doesn't, that phrase doesn't make sense. There's no such thing. We've all seen this before. Anonymized searches, for example, that were not quite so anim- anonymized. But this, in this case, it's impossible to make, to give anonymous GPS data. If your vehicle is consistently parked at your home, driving down your driveway, or taking a right or left on your street every single day, it's pretty obvious that this is where you live. What's unique, even more so to OnStar, is that the data they claim they sell as part of their business model is specific. That is, it's not diluted to the nearest 10-mile radius, for example. This combination of analytics and their prospective customers, who are law enforcement, marketers, etc., requires that the data be disturbingly precise. Anyone armed with Google can easily do a phone book or public record search to find the name, the address that resides at any given GPS coordinate. So the GPS location of your vehicle and your vehicle speed are likely going to be collected by OnStar and sold to third parties. What kind of companies are interested in this data? OnStar would have you believe that this respectable that respectable agencies like Departments of Transportation and other various law enforcement agencies for the purpose of public safety. TomTom recently had a run-in with the so-called TomTom the GPS had a uh, run-in with the so-called public safety and traffic services use when their data was used by the police to create a number of speed traps. Remember, they're there for your best interest. Uh, I can imagine this data could be used for good to create traffic-based analytics to improve future road construction or even emergency response, but given that those types of decisions are only made once in a decade in most cities, OnStar isn't likely to benefit much financially from, quote, respectable companies. What is more profitable to the OnStar... Uh, is what your personal GPS data could be used for. As it would be extremely profitable to be able to identify all vehicles within the OnStar's network that frequently speed and provide law enforcement traffic services the ability to trace them back to their homes and businesses as well as tell them where to set up speed traps. Or perhaps insurance companies who want to check and make sure that you're wearing your seatbelt or automatically give you a rate increase if you speed even if you've never been in an accident. It's, yeah, it's this bad. And again, this is why 
you know, these newer vehicles are, are you know, they're more and more big brother, more and more designed to, to um, uh, really ensnare you. So, how about employers who purchase these records from third parties to see where their employees or prospective employees travel to? Or sleazebag lawyers who want to subpoena these records to use against you if you're ever sued? Or government agencies who want to monitor you? Or marketing firms who want to spam you? And a long list of other not-so-squeaky-clean people who use and abuse existing online credit card, financial credit, and other analytics to destroy your privacy. There's a lot of good books that you can read on the subject, uh, J.J. Luna, How to Be Invisible, uh, is one of them. Uh, he's a little weak, I believe, on a lot of the details on how to implement things in his book. But it gives you some good guidelines. He's also got some other things. It's J.J. Luna, L-U-N-A, How to Be Invisible. He's got his own website up on the internet that uh, you could key into, um, you know... The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on are punished. I mean, if you're doing everything in the world to make yourself, here, here I am, here I am, come get me. I mean, I just don't know how there's a lot of wisdom in that. I mean, you're talking about evil, very, very evil uh, factions of society and our government knowing everything about you 24-7. So, just something to think about. Add to this OnStar's use policy of your personal information, the stuff that does identify who you are and ties it into your GPS records. OnStar also uses my information to, quote, allow us and our affiliates, your vehicle maker, and vehicle dealers to offer you new or additional products or services uh, and for other purposes. So not only is OnStar now able to sell my vehicle's GPS location data to a number of third parties, but they're also able to use it and my personal information for marketing purposes. Imagine your personal data being sold to any number of their affiliates, and then a few months later you start to receive targeted location-specific advertising based on where you've traveled. Go to Weight Watchers every week? Expect an increase in the amount of weight loss advertising phone calls. Go to the bar frequently. Anticipate a number of sleazy liquor ads to show up in your mailbox. OnStar's new uh, terms and conditions continues explaining that part of the company may be at some point may be sold. Probably to the government. And all of your information with it. It sounds as though OnStar is poising part of their analytics department to be purchased by a large data warehousing or analytics company, or at least perhaps they're throwing the hook out there for anyone interested. Do you trust such companies with unfettered access to the entire GPS history of your vehicle? To make matters worse, even even more insulting, it's difficult to ensure the data connection was shut down after canceling. He tried to cancel, but it was very he was very unsure about it. He says, I still have no guarantee OnStar did what they were supposed to. I don't believe any of that. I don't believe any of it's shut down. I mean, it's short of ripping the thing out of the car. Uh, I had to request the data connection be shut down repeatedly after the OnStar rep attempted to leave it on and ignore my requests. Imagine that. I guarantee you that's all by design. These terms and conditions do not go into effect until December of 2011, and it takes up to 10 days to have the account fully canceled and another 14 for the data connection to be shut down. So if you want to get out of these new terms and conditions, you'll need to do it soon. 
Again, I wouldn't trust them any farther than I could throw them. And I doubt I could throw the whole company Monstar very far. Anyway, since writing this article, OnStar has reportedly told a few individuals that the contract requires them to obtain the customer's consent in order to provide this information to anyone. This is not true. In fact, the only mention of the word consent in their updated uh, contract is below. And he goes into this whole thing about that's a bunch of garbage. It's all written in legalese, and they're liars, essentially. So if you want to read that part, uh, you can do so. I'm leaving the... This will be on page, uh, roughly page 9 and 10, 8, 9, and 10 of the uh, PDF for uh, September 25th, 2011 at continuefortruth.com. Next article. This is regarding iris scanners. And um, in reference to the iris scanners, I was previously in the military and am currently a private contractor in Iraq. The DOD and Department of State are currently and have been using these systems on third, uh, third country nationals. TCNs, which I'm not 100% sure what that means, and local nationals for some time now. Now, this is a, one of my listeners. Um, he was previously in the military. He's currently a private contractor in Iraq. Okay. These are called BIDs, Biometric Identification Systems, and HID, HIDEs. I'm not sure what the last stands for, meaning HIDE. But these are used in conjunction with embedded chips on the individual's ID card, or CAC, which is called Common Access Card. So in other words, they're, they're using this iris scanner. The Department of Defense, the Department of State, are currently using these systems in these third world countries with their residents. Not only are they, they using the iris scanners, and I would imagine the uh, other biometric identifiers, but they're used in conjunction with embedded chips on the individual's ID card or common access card. So when I hear you mention this, I can see how these types of systems can come into play on U.S. citizens for malevolent means. An RFID chip injected into a, into a citizen, which would be like an implantable microchip, when scanned will have all your vital info. Then, to be sure it is you, your iris will be scanned by the uh, BIDs, or the Biological Identifier System. There are many biometric identification systems out there that the DOD uses. It's amazing, and not in a, in a good way. When I first saw these years ago, even before I was saved, the first thing that popped into my head was, man, I can see these being used for Big Brother's will. This stuff is just seems evil. Yet we, the U.S. government, use it every day on these people. I wouldn't want it to be used on me. Um, may God continue to bless you and guide you in what you're doing for the world. So, yeah, just more confirmation there that this stuff is going on, not just really a lot a lot more aggressively in some other parts of the world where they can get away with it a little more, I believe, easier, where maybe the population isn't quite as educated or maybe they're more desperate on different levels. So, okay, let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and stop here, and we're just going to um, we'll have one final part here, and I just don't think I can squeeze it into the rest of this. So um, we'll stop here and go to the part three next. Uh, God bless you.